It was like a big thing that had all the things coming out of it, and we managed to dodge it. Um, but then it came at us again, and it and just kept coming, just just all over. Uh, this is Hack the Dino Gaming Cast, where we bring you the past, present, and future of video games news, previews, and discussions. I am the smiley man, Ben Rosenthal, and I'm joined here, as almost always, by one of my co-hosts, Floppy, the amazing enabler. Yes, and he's enabled. Anto! I was going to say the agoraphobic Anto, but you know, whatever. <laughs> what does that mean? What is, what, what's Don't like to go out. Fearful of people <laughs> and places. <laughs> what? What's that you just hate people? What's that? Uh, I think that's just being an asshole. <laughs> yeah, that's me. That's that's definitely me. Anyway, um, we've got we've got uh, uh, a thing to discuss tonight. We're very closely uh, getting We're, towards the end of 2022. Yeah, and it is the year the uh, the year it is the, the the year of the game. It is officially the year of the game. Yeah. Um, not video games, but the game starring Michael Douglas, in which he pays a gross amount of money in he order to pay. Be, someone bought it for oh, him. Oh, was a gift? Was it? it was a oh, gift. No, I saw it as a kid. Anyway, uh, he goes into a, a, a huge thing, or he doesn't know if. It's a, he thinks it's a game, but then it's not a game, and he's convinced that it's not a game. Then people die. And game then, night is like Batman mm. when, when he when he's when he was a kid. Night with a K. Yeah, and uh, you used to uh, play play video game. Didn't do a lot of. Uh, oh no! You know what it is? What? It's game of the year, man. Ah, game of the. What is the game of the year, Floppy? Yeah, well, it's, it could be a number of games that will be revealed in a short amount of time. It will. Possibly a long amount of time. Do you know what else will be revealed? What? My pick for a. a <laughs> Game of the Year, which I voted for over at HackTheDino.com. That's right. If you want to see my pick. I was wrong. It was going to be a short show. <laughs> for my Game of the Year, head on over to HackTheDino.com. Right up the top, there is a little banner that says 2022 Vote Now Game of the Year. You can heckin, heckin, You can vote in the Hack the Dino Goatsy Awards. That's Game of the Sexy Year. And uh, have your say as to who is the big winner at the Hack the Dino desk. We, we would like to make our decisions, but we'd like you, the wonderful listeners and viewers of Hack the Dino, to make the decision as well. So head on over to HackTheDino.com. The survey takes about a minute and a half. You can click all the buttons. Uh, vote for things like um, uh, most graphics. Floppy, what do you think had most graphics this year? Definitely one of the big ones. Yes, absolutely. Anto, who do you? Th- I'm going to bring up some of the questions. Uh, who, who do you, who do you think tried really really hard but just fell up short? Fell up short. I feel like there's only one answer. Uh, what would the one answer be? I can't think of it. Floppy, I can't remember. Okay. <laughs> What would you say the best remake of the year is? Oh, definitely Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion. Mm, well, okay. As he says from the future. No. Oh. Metroid Dread. No, that's not a remake. Damn it. <laughs> now, who do you think the best hack the dino would be this year? Oh, Anto, Ben, Brayden, Floppy, or the live Twitch chat? Hack. Hack? The dino. Yeah, yeah I think you agree there. Hack is probably Sorry, the Sorry, guys. Best it's this guy. Well, we'll see, we'll see what the people say over at hackthedino.com. That's right. One minute. That's all we need. Just one minute of your time. Maybe one and a half. Yeah, it depends. If you know. I'm feeling generous. Well, if you want to take half an hour doing it, that's fine too. Kiss first. You know, sort of <coughs> get those lubes flowing. Oh, you had to say, you have to always go too far, don't you? I, well, that's what I do. Like, anyone listening to this knows what I do. 
Big hairy balls. <laughs> Professional. So I just want to take this time to say, be sure to head on over to hackthedino.com and vote in the 2022 Goatsy Awards. That's right, the game of the sexy year, the Goatsy. Uh, don't look that up on the internet, though. Don't look up Goatsy. Uh, don't just... look up goat or sexy or any <laughs> no, combination no. of those two words. You, yeah. Uh, hackthedino.com. Click on the top link. Uh, takes a minute and a half to... Literally click on your choice. You can choose most graphics, game of the year. Um, we've got an official sponsor by uh, Game Boy Games. Uh, and we're going to choose the Game Boy Games game of the year. He's had Ooh, a very I mean, productive year, the old Michael Towns. Floppy game, just saying. Well, you know, that was released this year. Does have an option. Game of the year. Anyway, hackthedino.com. Uh, also, be sure to subscribe uh, on all podcast laps at laps and apps. Go, <laughs> and, go and sit on your favorite podcast lap. Uh, uh, get them to... You ask what you want for Christmas and say, all I want for Christmas is a five-star review for my good friends over at Hack the Dino. Uh, the old gaming cast and, and the old podcast lap will say, well, if you head on over to Spotify and press the five-star button uh, or on Apple uh, iTunes pod thing, whatever it's called now, do, do that and uh, just dictate this speech in the comments because I'm... Rambling? Yeah, cool. <laughs> anyway, uh, at the start of the year, we had our predictions for 2022. <laughs> yeah, we did. And seeing as how next episode is going to be us wrapping up the entire year of 2022, mm -hmm. I thought now would be a really good time to go through our predictions and some of our Patreon's uh, See predictions. See how wrong we were. <laughs> <laughs> or how right we are. So Braden was here with us uh, for the predictions. Was it his last show? Uh, yes, it was their last show, and they will be joining us for the end of this last show as well. Uh, Ooh, so nice. next episode, we will have Brayden sitting here as well, giving it a good old dino send-off um, to, to 2022, the year that gave us so much... Stuff. Anyway, uh, so we'll kick it off with you, Floppy. What was your first choice of 2022? My first prediction was that Mario Kart 9 will be released. Mm-hmm. And how'd you go? Well, I haven't played it yet. No. Because it hasn't been released. No, but we did get DLC. We did. We got DLC for Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. So usually when I grade these things... So essentially I give... it gives me half a point. No. Oh, really? No, you don't because this is Mar <laughs> this is quite clearly Mario Kart 8. Damn it. <laughs> There's no nine there. Uh, I was just going to say you either get a point or you get a half point mm. as chosen by me. Or you get none. Or you get none. Uh, and, and in this case, you got a zero. I did. Uh, have you played any of the courses yet, Anto? I have. Um, I was basically just paying for the expanded Switch Online membership to get Waluigi Pinball because that's my favorite Mario, uh, Mario Kart course ever. It's the best one. And it came out in the most recent wave, I think it was. Um, it's just great. Any of these. It's fun. Yeah, oh, they're free for the online, the Switch Online expanded oh. pass. Oh, I don't have the expanded pass. Well, I can sort you out with that. Ooh, hell of a guy. I mean, yeah, I've got a family account. I can just add you to mine. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, uh, hell of a guy. Anto, what was your first pick? My first your, pick. Your first prediction. My first prediction was that we would get an announcement for part two of the Final Fantasy VII remake mm -hmm. project uh, before mid-year. Mm -hmm. And we got it basically smack bang in the middle of the year, so I'm counting it. <laughs> yep. 18th of June uh, was the official announcement of Final Fantasy VII remake part two. Rebirth. And for that, Anto gets a full-ass point. Da, so da, 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 Anto's on the board da, da, with one da, da. point. Nice. Uh, Brayden then made a prediction. Sorry? Just look how good it looks. Eh, 
Uh, Brandon made a prediction. <laughs> Just stirring that pot. Uh, one or more of the WB games releasing this year, in quotation marks, will be delayed until 2023. They were, of course, Suicide Squad, Gotham Knights, Hogwarts, or Lord of the Rings Gollum. So not only did they guess one or more. Yep. All bar one. (laughs) (laughs) Gotham Knights was the only one that released. So Brayden got a full point there. Okay. Hogwarts is not far away, actually. I'm super keen for that. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, My first prediction was... The PlayStation version of Game Pass, then rumoured to be called Spartacus, Spartacus, stupid name, with some games for PS1, PS2, and PS3 will be coming out. And guess what? It did, mother lover. Jesus. <laughs> uh, correct, it did. I, are you, what, are you on this? Are no, you? no. No, I've just got the basic plus so I can play internet I, games. I've got top tier. Yeah? yeah? And how do you rate it? There's been some dissension right. about whether it's worth the money or not. Uh, well, that depends on what you want to get out of it, I guess. Yeah. I've played a heap of PS2 games with my kids. Yep. Uh, and some PS1 stuff that I have not played in two decades and thoroughly enjoyed it. Anto, what, what tier are you on? I also have premium. Yep. Uh, so I get access to all of the stuff. Uh, it is important to note, however, that Australia does not get the full experience because we do not have the internet infrastructure to support PS3 streaming like the rest of the world gets. We get some PSP stuff to so we get try some and PSP make up for stuff. Um, ultimately, I think uh, cost versus worthwhileness. Um, it honestly depends how many games you play and how much free time you have. Um, the way I look at it, it's it's the price of one and a little bit full price games. Yeah. For a year, and just the PS4 and PS5 tier are awesome. Mm. How quickly do the games get removed? Uh, I haven't noticed anything that I've downloaded that has been removed Me just either. yet. I'm sure it has, but I haven't noticed anything. What type of games have you been playing on there, Floppy? Uh, I use it to try out a lot of games because they also have like a try before you buy thing going on. Like demos? like a Kind of like a demo, but you can actually play the game, the full game for X amount of hours. Oh, okay, so a time-based yeah. demo. Uh, so I've used it to play a lot of, or try a lot of things that I normally probably wouldn't have a crack at, but mm-hmm. things like, uh, or I would look at it and be like, yeah, I don't have the money for that. Uh, I've tried Rollerdrome. I've done all that sort of stuff. I pulled down some stuff to play with my kids. Um, yeah, it's like I, the amount of games that are on just the PS4 and PS5 thing. If you don't have the money to buy them physically or don't want to for whatever reasons, there is a humongous, great library there that you can have essentially a, a digital collection. Mm. Yeah. For as long as they're on there. It's Netflix. Yeah. It's, it's Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. You can pick it up any day of the week and get any a number of excellent choices for any genre of game that you want to play. So at the end of that round, round one, it was Floppy on zero, Anto, Braden, and I all on one apiece. Now, round two. Floppy, what was your second prediction for 2022? <sighs> second predi- prediction was probably would have been the best thing if it ever happened. Mm-hmm. But I predicted that Bobby Kotek steps down to pursue a new avenue in life. Mm. Didn't do that. Do you know what would be the best avenue for him to explore in life? Death. The end of it. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, no. I would never wish death upon anyone. No. That's, um, no. That's not true. But you know, he wish... can he can still live, but be a vegetable. I wish that he is removed from his current position and has to face the consequences for all the stuff that he has been party to. Yes. And terrible, uh, terrible person. We will not talk about it again until nope. uh, Microsoft has purchased Blizzard and booted. I they had. No, no. It's still up is in it the still... courts. In the air? Yeah, yeah. Well, it is a fairly Sony is still fighting them over Call of Duty about it. 
Uh, no, they've, they've signed a deal with Sony saying that uh, it will be out for a long, long time on all, all platforms. Oh, okay, cool. That came out just the other day. Amazing. So it's getting closer, but it, there is still the whole, Come is on. it a monopoly? If Elon Musk can buy Twitter and fire a bunch of people, why can't That's Microsoft buy that? completely and different things. Just buy a thing completely and fire different. a dude. Complete, no, way wrong. You, you, are, you are on the other side of the planet with this one. Buy a company, fire some people. Okay. That's, Isn't that the same thing? <laughs> not, not at all. Uh, Anto, what was your second pick for round two? My prediction was that Nintendo would continue to successfully ignore, avoid, Success. and not talk about the Zelda <laughs> anniversary, the 35th anniversary of a series, which might not be one of their biggest money makers anymore, but it's still one of the cornerstones of their entire business. I dare say it would be one of their biggest money makers, surely. Uh, I mean, so. Pokemon and Splatoon are outselling Zelda. Pokemon isn't their primary. Not their, they like, don't own it's it. not theirs. They only own a part of it. True. Um, I saw actually someone was arguing in a thread I was reading, and their argument was Nintendo should take Pokemon away from Game Freak, and I was like, ah, ah. Yeah, it's not that Game simple. Freak <laughs> can take Pokemon away from Nintendo. Correct. Not the other way around. <laughs> Um, Imbecile. Yeah, so uh, they would... Uh, Continue to ignore Zelda. Yep. Uh, the anniversary event specifically, and that they would probably shadow drop or announce late in the year that Wind Waker and Twilight Princess would be ported to Switch, which hasn't happened yet. <laughs> and I don't think it will, considering there's only three weeks left of this year. <laughs> yeah, that's scary. I thought it was still November. <laughs> um, so you got half of that right, so I gave you half a point there. So you're on 1.5. Floppy's still on zero. Um, but, uh, yeah, I did read that Nintendo don't like, uh, re-releasing, uh, remakes on two, uh, se- uh, concurrent Consecutive. Systems. Consecutive, yeah. After they just released. Yeah, so Wind Waker and Twilight Princess came out on, on Wii was Obviously, the remakes U? were done on the Wii U. Yeah. And then they're not going to port it over to Switch. Just, Breath again, I can't, came out on Wii I can't U and Switch. Just going to throw out Bayonetta. No, wait, Bayonetta was Wii U. Yeah, no, Bayonetta, Bayonetta 2. Um, but Bayonetta Kong was Tropical Freeze. But are they they remakes or ports? Ports. Yeah. So, so they're remakes. talking about remakes. No, we're not talking remakes. We're talking ports. Yeah, Zelda. But they just ported over. They should have just done it. You know what they should do? Bloody Oracle of Sages and Oracle of um, Seasons and Ages. Yes, those ones. And Minish Cap. Yeah, and Minish Cap. Although I've owned that one, so I can just play it whenever I want. Oh, so this is based on what you want to play that is not available that you don't have on your shelf? Correct. Okay. <laughs> but I will have that other one available. Nah, soon. give us the CDI games. <laughs> oh, oof. Mm. Uh, Brayden's pick. Jeez, I think the table just raised a little bit. <laughs> I will own them one day. Those three travesties. Uh, Brayden said, The Last of Us TV show will be fine. Shrug. And we don't know because it's not coming out till next year. So that's a big old zero for Brayden. So, uh, Anto, 1.5, 0, and 1 for Brayden? Yeah. And my final pick uh, for round two was no new Switch console will be announced this year. Ding! But will be in 2023. Would have been 2022, but the conductor shortages make it hard. So, is that the reason why we don't have a Switch cartridge here? Has that been announced? For the sake of me having a point, yeah. (laughs) Should you then have... Half a point? I probably Because you made it too specific? I probably should. The one thing I learned, sorry, and by learn, I mean still do now, <laughs> is make things too specific and Ben gets you. I will alter my... I just uh, read that. Like, I wouldn't have read it, but I was reading ahead of when you were reading it. Yeah, yeah. I was like, no, hang on a minute. As I was reading it, I was going, 
Oh, Whoops, crap. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to lose half a point here. I wonder if they'll bring it up. I fully expect if it's going to happen, they will bring out a new Switch or like a, a sequel system with backwards compatibility when Tears of a Kingdom comes out. I, I'm not sure they will. I think I, I'm not sure they will, but if they're going to do it, that would be the best time to do it. I think they'll just do a completely different thing. I hope they don't. I want them to keep the portable home system thing going. I think it'll still be a portable home system. Super I, Nintendo Switch. It'll still Perfect. be it'll still be that hybrid, but they will do something else with it, so it's different. Oh, it takes mini discs again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Um, you've scored my next one wrong. Have I? I predicted that Breath of the Wild 2 launch date will be announced in holiday 2022. Breath of the Wild 2 launch date announced. You were right. Yeah, correct. I got that wrong. Hey. I think you took it as it'll be announced for holiday 2022. Yeah. No, it was in holiday 2022. No, no you so got a full point the year, there. I said by the end of the year, we were going to know a launch date. Yep. Uh, no, I'll give you that point. Full Ooh, point. Thank you. Full point for floppy. So Yay, you're on the board. I'm on the board. I'm going to have to redo all these Look, at the Mom, end. I'm not a loser. <laughs> oh, wait. Yes, I am. Uh, Anto, what was your third pick for round three? I feel like my ones are all just good business decisions that Nintendo don't want to make. Um, <laughs> I predicted that Metroid Samus Returns, the last 2D Metroid game before Dread, would get a remastering with the Dread engine for Switch uh, at some point by the end of this year, and it didn't. Um, didn't they do a remaster, though, the year before? No, Samus Returns was a remake of Metroid 2 on the 3DS. Yeah. And then Dread came out. Yep. And my prediction was that they would bring Samus Returns to Switch. Oh, sorry, Dread yes. Engine. Right. And Good. they haven't. Yeah, so. correct. <laughs> oh, well, that's weird, isn't it? Uh, considering that uh, game goes for big money now. Yeah. Because it's, again, trapped on a dead system. Yeah. I got it. Uh, do you know that DS is up to like 500 bucks now? I what? saw someone selling just the special edition of the game, like the big cardboard box one with the stickers and mm. all the extra stuff. Yep. Uh, on Marketplace yesterday for six hundred dollars. Yeah. And that's what they were asking. I wonder what it sells for. Well, I don't know. Depends how desperate people are, and mm. uh, old people like me who collect stuff have money now. Unlike me, who has no money, because my game room flooded. But we'll talk <laughs> about that later. Yeah, let's hope it doesn't happen while I'm sat here. Hey. Oh well, you know. As You'll I said, dry, mate. You'll dry. Everything in that corner is replaceable, so it's fine. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. Braden's on standby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of Braden, Braden's pick was Horizon will once again be completely overshadowed by the release of an open-world fantasy RPG releasing the week after it. <laughs> Was it a week later? Yeah, it was. He, he freaking nailed it. <laughs> Elden Ring, baby. When was Elden Ring released? And Because like, we might get him on a technicality here. Anto, can you just do a quick search for Horizon and Elden Ring release dates? Also, overshadowed, I guess, depends on your opinion of the game. Because if Raiden actually gets this, he wins. <laughs> so, oh. Um, we'll just do a, a quick, quick typey type. Uh... <laughs> it's like a week later, isn't it? 18th of February for Horizon. Yep. 25th for Elden Ring. Oh my oh god! god. <laughs> should you give him an excellent and extra point for being legitimately exact? For dead on, he should get two points. Bang on. Yeah, right. I'll do that. Like Minus a point for uh, the fact that it didn't actually overshadow it. Everyone just got caught up in the hype uh, of a lesser game. Well, we'll talk about that a bit later on, <laughs> I think. Uh, and my pick, I almost had it. But then I didn't. Uh, PSVR 2 (laughs) will be uh, released with Half-Life Alex as a launch title. Which, which is still rumored to be true. But we've seen the list of 
launch titles, haven't we? It's still rumored to be true. <laughs> hey, look, no rumors. I found anyway. a site that tells me it did, written by had, someone named Steve the VR guy. Had uh, it been announced that Half Life Alex was releasing as a launch title for PSVR two, I would have given myself at least half a point because of I course. didn't say it was releasing this year, even yes. though technically it is predictions for twenty twenty two. Oh, if you if you had said would release with Half Life Alex, you'd get a full point. No, because it's 2022. I would have given myself half No, no, if you said PSVR 2 will release with Half-Life Alex as a launch title. Mm. Yeah, that's you just got a, a full, prediction. You got, that's that's a not full a yearly point. time constraint But because thing. you wrote PSVR 2 released, meaning it had happened mm. with Half-Life Alex, you would have got half anyway, a point. Anyway, point of the matter is I didn't. I don't get any points. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get none? I got zero. Zero for that. Ouch. All right, here we go. Floppy. All right. PSVR 2 will not relaunch this not launch this year. Bing, 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 bing. Correct. That's where I learned, finally, end, to not go specific. <laughs> I go think when vague. We, when we do our prediction show, uh, first show back in January, yep. I'm going to go as dumb like, and as... There'll uh, be a game. Yeah. <laughs> Nintendo will release a thing this year and, and people make money. <laughs> will like it or not. And you watch, there'll be a game that gets released that is just unanimously loved. Of course. And you'll lose a point. Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> Yep, thank you. Thank you. Yes, yes. Anto! I'm wondering if I can get away with a half point as a technicality on this one. Oh, I doubt it, but anyway. <laughs> because I, I predicted that Persona 5 would get another sequel slash spin-off slash release. Mm-hmm. Which it did. It got ported to new systems. That's not a... That's not a what was Persona 5 Strikers? Sequel. When was that? Strikers was last year. Yeah. Oh, um, but my quick. prediction was that Persona 5 would get another release of some kind. No, it wasn't. That's not what you said here. Sequel slash spin-off. Yeah, that's not either. That's a that's a redoing of the same game. Pointing at you. Yeah, point all you want. You're wrong. But either way, it just proves that Sega make good business decisions and re-release their stuff on new systems. Well, they have to. They're <laughs> running out of money. No, they're not. <laughs> they're so poor. No, they're uh, is them being so poor like they're not in the top three billion jillion companies of the world? No, yeah. them's being poor because they live in a dumpster. Oh, that's where they all their Sonic games are stored. Speaking of dumpster, can I have the satin that you don't use? No, it's out in the shed not doing anything. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> not even in the games room. <laughs> Why would I put games room? Like, you could just it? take it. You wouldn't notice. I would notice. Should've anyway, cardboard yeah, cutout. I should have. Brayden's pick, uh, final pick, round four, was Game of the War. Game of the War? <laughs> Game of the War. Game of the War. Game of the War. Don't mention the war. Will subvert expectations massively. First third will feel like 2018. Then it will pull a massive chain up, change up. Um, I don't think any about just that was more of the same. Correct. Yeah, yeah, it, it, and that's what people have praised about it. Um, I was listening to a podcast today with one of the writers, uh, and one of the things people didn't praise was like when there's a puzzle, mm. and before you even do the puzzle, Arde- uh, Ardius. Atreus. Atreus. He goes, oh, well, why don't you try uh, coming at that problem with a different angle and throw your axe at it? And it's like, all right, well, I haven't even started looking at the problem yet. You're just giving me the answer and hints. He goes, yeah, I wrote that. Uh, I, people hate it. I feel bad. <laughs> anyway, uh, that was wrong. No points for Braden. And lastly, my Hail Mem- memory, Hail Mary, Hail Mary, was Microsoft to purchase Sega. This was before we heard about <laughs> Activision or um, Blizzard. Like, we heard rumblings that there was going to be a big purchase. And I thought, well, that might be it because that would help Microsoft get into the Japanese market. Finally, they would have a Japanese company. Mm. Um, 
Also, before I looked into it and realized that there are really, really hard laws for a foreign company to buy a Japanese company. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it'd be downright impossible. I don't so, know why I knew that. Big old zero for me there. So uh, we have to add these up now. So we've got... I'm uh, on two. Firstly, Floppy is on two points. Dipois. Yep. Anto is on 1.5. Uh, 1.5. Yeah. 1.5. Yep. Braid Dan, I think, is on like three or four. I think we gave him an extra point, so he's got three. So it's one there. Uh, no, no. Yep, good podcasting, Ben. Two, three. Yep, so Braden's on three, and I'm on 1.5. So Braden is the winner. Ooh. Are we going to get him a trophy? Uh, no, because that costs money. Uh, and probably not for the only time this year, because I had a look at our fantasy critic before. <laughs> now, for those of you who aren't aware, our fantasy critic is basically like fantasy football, but you uh, bid and try and uh, get titles of games that will have a score above 70 uh, points, uh, an aggregate, an open critic. And those points are all tallied and, uh, and put together in all the games that you've managed to choose and bid on gives you a final score and then you find a winner now the hosts have one which is uh us three and brayden and us and the patreons have one Mm -hmm. now the last time i looked at it the we'll go through this i think in the post show uh the 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 patreon one is being absolutely obliterated by triple indie uh yeah the only way (laughs) from like the beginning yeah because uh triple indie chose uh uh elden ring and it's got 95, so straight off the bat, he had 25 points yeah. <laughs> higher than everyone else. Um, and Triple Indy's got a really... He's really into JRPGs. Like and knows all the it. niche ones. Yeah, and he knows the ones that score really, really high. So Triple Indy did really well. The only way second place, who's me at the moment, can win is if my last remaining games... Which are? Uh, I think uh, it, was, it was the Crisis Final Fantasy. Crisis Core, Final Fantasy VII. Yep, and then another one that I can't remember... They both need to score 85 <laughs> or higher. Which you might get with Crisis Core. Crisis Core will probably score at least 88. Oh, that's right. Oh, Dragon Dragon Quest. Age. Dragon, Dragon Quest. Quest. Dragon Quest, sorry. Dragon, Dragon Quest, Quest Treasures. Yeah, so if they can both score 85 and be like two of the best games this year, hey, if not, Triple Indies won it. I had, a, uh, I had a whole bunch of really good games. All got pushed to next year. Yep. Um, I started in last place and I'm going to win there too. <laughs> that's because you, <laughs> you didn't bid on anything, man. Yeah, I didn't know how it worked. <laughs> oh, well. I literally made you get your phone out in the car one day, the one here, talked you through how to do it, and you did it once and was like, nah. <laughs> uh, and then the host one um, ha- has jumped around wildly. Uh, I was looking to three-peat it. I was looking to get three in a row. I, I was, was in the lead for a long time. You were, and then uh, Braden and I had games released. And I had games delayed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. And then I stopped looking at it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was up the top, and then same thing happened that happened last year. Braden and I were like literally 0.2 of a point within each other. Then a little game called Pokemon Scarlet and Violet came out and did very poorly. Never heard of (laughs) it. Or below expectations. Uh, And then uh, another game, uh, Callisto Protocols, came out today and again did not meet expectations. So they were my two big Hail Marys. Uh, The only way I think I can win is if Need for Speed Underground, which is a pick that Brayden has, does horribly, which I don't think it will. And uh, again, um, Crisis Core is one of the best games ever made. Other than that, Brayden might be winning. (laughs) <laughs> it might be. Well, Braden probably has one. He's probably taken my crown. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay, so let's quickly go through the Patreon predictions. You want to take it off first there, Floppy? Triple Indy says you still won't be able to buy a PS5 or a Series X. 
Incorrect. Incorrect. They're uh, readily available now for walk-ins. Yeah, not really hard to get. Yeah. Uh, As long as you approach it in a different way that you have other consoles in the past. Which is? Call the store ahead of time and ask if they've got them. Pre-order it before it goes there. Yeah. Or that. Uh, Nintendvania said Earthbound to be released on Switch. That would have been cool. Nope. Did it come to the online store? Oh, I didn't take that into account. Yeah, Because it did. It came because I loaded it the other day. Earthbound and its prequel came out on Switch Online. See, I thought only the prequel came out, but no. Correct. You know what? Nintendvania, you got it. You got it. You get that. You get that. Uh, Game Boy Dad, you want to take Game Boy Dads? Uh, Horizon Forbidden West wins at Game of the Year. Breath of the Wild Two delayed. Well, we got half of that right. He did get half of that right. You never, hey, we might don't know actually. One. You yet. never know. It might happen. Let's be real. It's probably not going to. It's be. not going to happen. Weirder things have happened. <laughs> yeah, it's take two. God um, of War was apparently a great game. It was. Sorry, God of War. Oh, good one. Uh, I can't claim that. Townsy said it in the chat. Michael Towns, Game Boy Games said Game Fortnite Games. slash. Uh, rock band mix including new instrument controllers Epic using that alongside the regular concert stuff with musical artists some groups like U2 or Metallica being the first lackluster one before some really cool shit starts um, <laughs> again less is more Townsy <laughs> less <laughs> new Fortnite rock band mix yep nailed it done not Metallica coming up and uh, not being up to expectations Metallica wouldn't do it because it's unfair to them and they wouldn't be able to stop us streaming their music that's true uh, you want to do? Very, very cool. You want to do the last pick there? Dylan the villain made two picks. Ooh. Diablo four and Overwatch two will not release this year. Half a point. Overwatch two did release, but Diablo four did not. So you got half a point. Unfortunately, the second part might take that half point away. Beyond Good and Evil two will be scrapped. No official announcement yet. Wrong. Oh? Ubisoft touched on it yesterday and said they're still working on it. Oh, okay. Well, it hasn't been scrapped. So, sorry, Dylan. <laughs> Gone. So, he definitely has had an official announcement. No, no, he's got like 33%. Yeah. You're on 0.33. Eh. Anyway, let's have a look <laughs> at the Game of the Year 2022 predictions. Game of the Year 2022. Okay, yes. so to clarify, are we talking about... Keeley's Game of the Year stuff? No. So to clarify, what we're doing is I've taken the highest scoring games from Metacritic uh, and we'll just quickly touch base on all of them. Then we will talk about the game we would like to win Game of the Year and then what we actually think will win Game of the Year. Okay, so I'll go through a list now and we'll quickly touch on uh, each of these games that have the highest Metacritic score. I've got the Metacritic scores here as well. Uh, So first up, obviously, releasing February 24th was Elden Ring which had a Metacritic score of 96. It is quite high. It is very high. Um, now, Anto, you were able to preview this for us. Uh, Xbox gave us a code. I did. Because we're cool. Well, I think it's more they're generous than we're cool. <laughs> but anyway, Anto, what did you think of uh, Elden Ring? cool. Um, so, disclaimer, I did the game a disservice by playing it on an Xbox One. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I enjoyed it enough that I went out a few days later and bought it on PS5. Well, there you go. And um, and I went on to platinum the game. And well, <laughs> enjoyed it to that degree. So I think it's very deserving of the high rating it's gotten. Mm-hmm. Personally, I don't think it's game of the year material. Wow, why not? Because Didn't do anything new. Unlike Dark Souls one, two, and three, 
I've not had any desire to go back and touch it again. Oh. Whereas Dark Souls 1, I have started and played through at least 60 to 70% of the game again, maybe six or seven times. You are the type of person that does go back and replay mm. games a lot. Yeah, like, it, I think it's fair to say that I don't try new games very often. That's right, neither do I. Um, and I'm very comfortable sort of sticking in my niche, which is, you know, JRPGs or action platformers or fighting games. So, Floppy, what do you think of Elden Ring? Didn't touch it. Not my sort of thing, Jam. Yeah. So. I look, I... I the judgments I have on it are based on a quite a varied group of people that I know who have all played it. Some who thought it was the best things ever, some that thought it was just the same as every other game from those developers, and some that hated it. Mm. Uh, I likewise haven't played it. I've been tempted to, mm. um, but I've spoken to people who know the type of gamer that I am. Obviously, yeah. a boring one, um, <laughs> and uh, they they achievable said- ones like achievable <laughs> games. Little like goals, like little, 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 yeah. little kitty games. Um, they have said that no, you, you probably won't enjoy this, Ben. The so, biggest thing, feed, the biggest sort of, what is it called when you get the most, uh, when everyone sort of has the same sort of thing? Consensus. Thank you. Was that it was really good, but it didn't do anything new. Yeah, it was. More it did of the, the same. good thing, more of the same, but well. Yeah. yeah, I think it's it's fair to say that the addition of it being sort of an open-ended adventure with an open world and the fact that you could travel on horseback. That's not really different enough, in my opinion, from the typical Dark Souls formula to make it sort of groundbreaking. And -hmm. I think that's what people are treating it as, even though it kind of really isn't in hindsight. All right, so the next highest scoring game coming out November 9 with a Metacritic score of 94% was God of War Ragnarok. Floppy, why isn't this game of the year? Exactly the same reason as Elden Ring. More of the same. Right. So you don't think the two highest rating games, critically acclaimed games, this is an aggregate, remember? No, I think a lot of this becomes based on hype as well. Right. Uh, people build it up how good this game is in their head before it's ever come out. Mm. Same, way, same way that you might, you know, there are people that will hate something before it's come out. Mm. Anto, what do you think of Ragnarok? Um, I think it would be disingenuous to give a, an actual opinion, but I, from what I've seen of it, I believe it's, like Floppy said, it's... It's God of War 2018, but prettier. Mm. I would never ever say that it's not looking amazing or run well or anything like that. I just, I just think it's more of the same. Yeah, I don't want to. I will put it out. Have not played it. I'm not going to play it. I don't care. I don't want to give away any spoilers mm-hmm. um, to anything, but I have read in reviews that there is a part in the middle which sort of drags a bit. Is which... it from five minutes into five minutes before the end? <sighs> See, people get on me for hating on things. I don't do it very but often. But these though. two can come in and go, "Hey, here's a flamethrower. Eat it." Yeah, but it's, the, it's the consistency with which you do it that becomes the issue. Well, at least I am consistent. People know what to expect from me. Every now and again, a little <laughs> sprinkle on top. Vile and venom. Uh, Cult of Lamb is the next highest rating game, releasing August 11, and coming in with a Metacritic score of 86. Did you play this, Anto? Uh, I haven't played it but I have watched people play it. Um, Floppy and I had a conversation about watching games in the car. Mm. Um, I've seen enough of it that I would be interested in playing it when it's a little cheaper. Um, I'm not super... Is it on Game Pass? It is on Game Pass, but I don't have an Xbox. Ah, okay. That um, would be expensive then. It's, it's interesting Ooh, to me enough that I, I will play it, but not right now. I do have an Xbox. Well, and I was thinking, like, I this sounds interesting, and out of all the people that I know that have played it, love it. It is a little on the niche side, I think. So therefore, you, if you're going to play it, you probably already 
pre is it predisposition to yep. like it. Yep. Um, but it, I've heard enough good things that it's made me want to check it out. Yeah. Uh, I too would like to check it out, but uh, in a similar boat to Anto. Um, I also knew I had Pokemon coming out, so I didn't want to try anything. But yeah. I'm a big fan of indie games, and I love seeing these indie games in the conversation. I think I don't think there's been as many indie games in the Game of the Year conversation ever. I think because yeah. well, what we're seeing is we're seeing indie games being made to a higher standards so that they can run with these things. Well, see, I also think we're seeing indie games being made by people who have grown up playing AAA games. Yes. So and they so understand I mean. them. So they, and they, yeah, so they get made to a higher standard. Yeah. I don't mean higher yeah. standard to put down other indie games or anything like that. I mean, they get made to a... Uh, You've a grown quality. up with them. Yeah. Yeah, so they're familiar. A, you know what they should feel like. To a quality that can stand up there with you know the hitters that have a whole lot more money behind them. Yeah, I think for me, the best example of indie games becoming more than indie games in the sort of general standard of the name, the biggest success story for me is Hollow Knight. I was about to say freaking Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight captures everything about the Super Metroid and the later Symphony of the Night style Castlevania games, the Metroidvania genre, if you will. It captures it perfectly and adds in Dark Souls-esque elements of like hard-as-nails combat and platforming and overall makes it such a satisfying sort of package that it still ranks as one of my better games of like 2016-17. And made by a crew who was once nobody enough to be on here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just as it released, uh, Ari and uh, Matt, I think, came on the show. Uh, Ari, I've uh, caught up with a couple of times um, mm. and make it a point not to ask about Silk Song or Hollow Knight because <laughs> he gets it so much from everywhere else. Uh, yeah. I just, no, okay. We just, we, last time we caught up, it was at a friend's place and we Ooh. played Street Fighter. July 19th. I was going to throw it over to you for this one. July 19th. I'm going to throw it to Anto. Oh, okay. Keep Why it are you brief. It to me? Keep it brief. July 19th. Uh, with a Metacritic score of 83 was Stray. It's because out of all of us, you've seen more of this played. And yeah. I have four cats. <laughs> and you have four cats. So you know how realistic it could be. Yes. Um, Stray, I don't think deserves Game of the Year. Oh. But it is a fantastic game. Why isn't it Game of the Year? Because it's about five to six hours long. So? And if you're paying, you know, 70 odd dollars for a game that's five hours long, I don't think it should be put into See? the same kind of class no, so, as that. Okay, so I'm going to bring up an analogy here, and this is my way of thinking. So with coffee, you can spend. <laughs> no, 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 no. This will make sense. We all know what a latte is, right? Oh, we all know what a long black is. We all know what an espresso is. I will pay. To, to speed this along, I'm going to say yes, I know the differences. I will pay. Four or five dollars, whatever it is, for an espresso, and I will pay four or five dollars for a latte. Even though this one's bigger, I still enjoy it, if not more, the little one because the essence is there, the experience is there. But you have you're to paying like that though. Exactly, but me personally, I don't think how large something—it's it's quality over quantity. I think if something is uh, succinct enough and nails everything that you're looking for, it doesn't matter how long it is. Actually, no, I'll give that because be, it's a personal choice. Yeah. Of whether you think it's worthy of Game of the Year. If you don't like that short, black, uh, bitter shot from hell, yep. and you would much rather a larger, slightly milkier, easily palatable one, mm. that becomes the better choice for you. Exactly. Okay, so <laughs> we're going to drag this out a little bit more. Good. The reason I'm saying... I don't think it's worthy of Game of the Year because of the length is purely because we're chucking it up against games like Elden Ring, which can be anywhere from 60 to 200 hours. Too long. Too long. That's that's my only reasoning. Like, 
I, I'm not taking away from the fact that it's a wonderful game, and you know, Coda and I upgraded to PlayStation Plus Premium to get it early, and then we bought the physical edition anyway. So like, we're invested. I think it definitely deserves awards, think... but maybe not in that category. Yeah. Cat agree. It deserves something, just Cat. not best Cat. game of the year. It's the door. Category. The door's right there. For it's me. great. Go through it. it was a great pun. It wasn't. Uh, anyway, uh, <clears throat> we're all going to have different things. We're all going to yeah. have different choices. Um, look, let's be call a spade a spade. Spoiler. I don't think this is the game of the year for any of us, like our own personal choices. So no. we can argue until the cows come home. Yeah. It is a very subjective thing. Uh, Floppy, you've got the next one. February 18th with a Metacritic score of 88. Not a score to be... Uh, it's a good score. It's, it's a great that. score. Good, it's a very great good score. score. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West. Yeah. Um, fantastic game. I played a heck of a lot of this. It's probably the game I've sunk the most hours into this year. Finish it? Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm, cool. Yeah, I finished it. And I, I finished it on probably... High 80 percentage, which is something I rarely do. Yes, I remember you saying, actually. Yeah, I rarely do it. But it is one of those games that I think was made so well. There, It was polished. It was finished. The side quests were meaningful and enjoyful. So Enjoyful. Uh, enjo- how many mugs fun? were in this one? What? How, how many mugs did you have to find in, in, in this game? In the first game, didn't you go looking for mugs? I'm trying to shill our merchandise, Floppy. Play oh, along. sure. Um, well, I found at least two, possibly three, if uh, Anto holds his up. Oh, good, good, good. And where, where can you get one of these fantastic mugs? Well, you can go over hackthedino.com, oh, click right. on the little link tree, go to the merchandise. Oh, you know, I was talking about that espresso before, but um, yeah. having having drinks in one of these mugs, it just makes everything taste like sunshine and puppies. And it makes you want to wash it by hand as well mm. because you want to look after it and don't mm. put it in a dishwasher. Absolutely not. Not no. dishwasher Well, safe. no, you can, but then you just have to buy another one from hackthedino.com. Just click one on the new button. mug every week. There you go. Horizon Forbidden West, one of my contenders for Game of the Year. Cool. Uh, with not just how good it looked, how well it played, but uh, how well it was written and how much I enjoyed it. Mm, 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 mm. Anto? I haven't played it, disclaimer. Mm, mm, mm. But I watched Coda play it from start to finish with, I think, roughly a 93% completion rating mm. over the course of about 90 to 100 hours. A lot of time put into this I'm gonna one. Let's see if I can figure out how many hours I put into it. Um... I agree with what Floppy said as far as like writing and plot is considered. Fantastic story, fantastic world building. It looks great. The combat is maybe what I'd like to get into. I don't know. They added some more stuff in this one, which makes it a little bit more maybe combo friendly, which is up my alley. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and the mounts that you can eventually... The do. mounts are cool. My only gripe with it, and this is maybe something that's only a gripe because I was an observer... Aloy tells you the solution to everything and talks too much to herself. I did not get that. See, that's where, uh, just on that point, having something like God of War where you've got someone to talk to makes it feel a lot more realistic. That's As opposed I, to going, huh, jeez, I, I mean, wonder if I can gump up There's a lot there of moments in Horizon where you do have a companion for a, a, a yeah. fair chunk of stuff. But there's a lot of solo stuff with Aloy where I... And again, it could just be because I was an observer and taking everything in and didn't have a focus like to look at. Get it? Focus? But Dylan has agreed with me. Like It just felt like Aloy wouldn't shut up. Like You'd walk into a room, there'd be a clear puzzle to solve, and she would immediately go, I should use my rope caster on that thing to pull that door down. And it's like... 
if you're playing a sequel to Nobody a game talks that like is that. as highly rated as the first one is, majority of your audience is going to know what to do kind of by the way game sort of feel and evolution has happened. And it's not necessary. But I get they want to sort of get the most for their money's worth for the voice actor, I guess. Yep. Okay, we're going to power through these next couple on. Speaking of voice actors, Bayonetta 3. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Haven't played it yet. Got the collector's edition at home. Waiting for a break in the games that I've got to be able to play it. Cool. Did you play this one, Anto? Uh, won't play it because Hideki Kamiya is a xenophobic piece of garbage and I don't like the man. Fair enough. Uh, but it scored an 88. It did. As... Uh, Scoring 83, coming out on January 28th, Pokemon Legends Arceus. Uh, this was a reinvention of the entire Pokemon genre. Uh, as we've spoken about previously, it is a little hub areas, which are open world just in those little areas. Cool little gameplay uh, built on the engines that we uh, have known to come to love. Uh, it was just a fun time. Instant replayability. The gameplay loop was fantastic. I still go back and play it every now and then when I want to catch those little shiny boys. Uh Top game. Top, top game. Uh, and then speaking of top games, is another one of my top games Ooh. because it is an uh, absolute banger and I cannot wait for my uh, VHS physical edition to arrive sometime in the year 2083. Uh, <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge, which scored so 87 good. Uh, so and uh, came out on June 16. Multiplayer aside, single player aside, like, not only did it sort of... Uh, it was so polished. Just fun. fun. Just felt like those old games. I was right at the end, and Anto came over, and we finished it together. And what it does is it levels, it, it scales um, how many people are playing. So yes. if you've got four people playing, they will throw extra guys in. Yes. And they yeah, will up their great. difficulty in order to play it. Uh, this game was like, so it was based heavily off the arcade games and the Super Nintendo games, and obviously the NES games as well, uh, where you played through almost the entire history of those games and all their sequels. The opening levels felt very much like the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade machine, the very first one. Then you went through Turtles in Time towards the end, where you went to the Triceracons and uh, the Technodrome, and yeah. just an amazing game. Big, beautiful sprites, uh, really friendly combat, um, some... Oh, I just I cannot get over how good this game is. And I even purchased the physical edition from Limited Run that comes in a VHS case. And no, a Pizza Heart token. Pretty keen to see that. Yeah. I, I, it, I bought it physically. Can, cannot well wait for it to digitally. arrive and to not open it up. It's going to be a good time. I hate that so much. Uh, Someone that would actually open that might have been able to purchase Another that. indie game on the list, uh, scoring 85 on Metacritic and releasing March 16th, was Tunic. Mm, totally went under my radar. Anto? Pretty sure this is the Fox one where it's Dark Souls Zelda. Correct. Yeah. Yep. Uh, uh, haven't, I haven't played it either. It's on Game Pass. You should give it a go. Everything I've heard is, is just as Anto said, uh, Dark Souls Zelda. However, one of the best uh, collectibles in any game is that you collect pages out of an old NES manual for the game. <laughs> so as you collect these pages, you actually learn how to do moves. So those moves nice. are there for you to use from the very start. But because there's no manual, you don't know they exist until you collect the page and go, oh, hang on, I can do a spin attack uh, oh, if I hold down B for cool. five seconds. That's so, actually cool. Yeah, it's a really, really cool little gimmick. Um, but again, uh, very, very hard. Right, July 29th, yep. scoring 89. Uh, was Xenoblade Chronicles. I'm assuming this means... Xenoblade Chronicles 3. 3, yes. I did that out of order as well. Whoops. Yep, that's right. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Now, I have this sitting at home. I've played through number one on Wii and Switch. I've played through number two. And I have started the DLC with number two. I can't remember if I finished it, but I haven't got onto this one yet. But if it follows the same 
sort of well made, polished, and finished Vayner's the originals, or well, the originals, the first two. Uh, this is going to be great. Triple Indie is going to probably know way more about it than I am. Yep. But um, they're always fun games. They always look real good. They always play real well. Totally. Yep. Uh, and last of all, scoring an 83, releasing on April 5th, was Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga. Fun game. Just, just a so cool... So much fun. I've been playing it with my kids. We go back to it two and four. They, you know, they can't play the same game for a while. Yep. Young kids, we do other things as well. So I haven't finished it yet, but I've been playing it through with them. And yeah, it's just well made. I like... They sort of took the whole civilization um, thing that civilization does with every new game. It keeps 30% the same. It changes 30% and it adds 30% new. Mm. And they kind of did something like that. They keep a lot of the Lego-based stuff the same. They tweaked some and then they added some new things in there as well. It's just a fun sandbox to it's play. So, and, you know, it's it's great. It's huge. And it got it to the nine point... Nine films. It's my first Lego game I've played since the Indiana Jones on the Wii. Wow. Uh, and I messaged Floppy and said, all right, what's the best way to go through this game? He just said, just burn through the story, get everything unlocked, then go back and discover. Yeah. And it was burn, the best just, way to do it. You just mainline it so that you can get to the end. Therefore, you've unlocked one of every character. Then go back and just have fun with all the levels. Don't try and get everything first go. All right, so I'm speeding through here because we're quickly approaching running out of time and we've still got a quiz to come at your face. Uh, What's an extra 10 minutes? Hey? What's an extra 10 minutes? Well, uh, so my first runner-up. That's what she said. Well, not runner-up. So the game that I would like to see be game of the year. Now, I had a hard time deciding which one, so I'm going to need a little bit of a discussion, even from the live chat. Feel free to chip in. Uh, For me personally, it is a toss-up between Shredder's Revenge... Or Pokemon Legends Arceus. Okay. Um, look, I don't think either of these games will get Game of the Year for reasons stated previously about other games. But for me, and seeing how this is our personal... Like, remember when River City Girls came out and I said, yep, that's my Game of the Year? Yes. Because I got the most fun and enjoyment out of it. It was the most memorable experience for that year for you? Exactly. It yeah. was just so much fun. Um, Shredder's Revenge, I sat down and finished it in one sitting. <laughs> Like, I just sat there and played the whole day. That's Did not awesome. do anything because I was just having so much fun with it. It was an instant uh, uh, dopamine hit. Uh, nostalgia came in waves and drowned me. Um, I've talked about it previously. Great game. Uh, Arceus was the game Pokemon game I've always wanted to play uh, before, obviously, Scarlet came out. But searching, exploring finding these little creatures coming up and throwing my balls at their face and forcing them in there and then and then throwing my balls at other ones with little animals come come out and uh, just just spit basically at the other ones so they can get in my balls too just just balls everywhere and then the shiny balls no well no the balls weren't shiny but yeah we talked earlier about uh, fans of ours that watch that have children I'm just telling you how you, how to play Pokemon you throw your balls, they land in their face, and they yeah, get in the ball. Yeah, but they're going to say this when they go to school. That's all right. It's not going to end well. People will know. Anyway, uh, what what do we think? Out of those two, what, what should be my game of the year? Sound off in the chat if you have any ideas. I um, think Pokemon should be yours. Yeah, why not Ninja Turtles? Um, I think Ninja Turtles is a wonderful, fantastic flash in the pan, but Pokemon is something you'll go back to. Oof. Oh, that's a good point. See, I, I disagree. I think Arceus would eventually get boring and Shredder's Revenge is the kind of game you could pop in and play over and over again for a 5 to 20 minute to 4 hour burst. But uh, will you though? I will say I've only returned to Shredder's Revenge a handful of times. I return to Arceus a lot. But, is that because no, I of say your predisposition not... for Pokemon, however? <laughs> well, that's why I say I say that not like I personally would rather play Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles than Pokemon, but I know 
Ben. Honestly, for me, if there weren't shinies in Pokemon Arceus, wouldn't play it. I'd finish the game, I'd mainline it, done. Boy loves his shinies. I, I love my shinies. Unlike Floppy, who was like, why is my mature? So I have green? a bald head. Because yeah. <laughs> I just love the shiny. Yeah, that's what it is. Not because of genetics. Not bad genetics at all. No. Thanks, mum. Um, I'm still up in the air. Maybe, maybe next next show in the grand finale for the year, I can uh, <laughs> decide. Okay. All right. Uh, what, what are you, what are you going to go are with? Mine. So I have three contenders for games that I will be my personal game of the year. Mm-hmm. I have three, and then you could probably guess two of them: Horizon Forbidden West, mm-hmm. Gotham Knights, mm-hmm. Sifu. Oh, yeah, Sifu. Sifu. Mm. For a very specific reason. On the reason, Switch? No. <laughs> On the PlayStation 5. Uh, so Horizon Forbidden West was one of my favorite games this year. It's a franchise that I, I enjoy. I, I like. I love. I loved the game when it came out in 2017. Um, I love that world that it created. I love the story and what happened to the world and the, the lore behind it. Um, I loved that gameplay loop that they had. I, I Nothing felt like a fetch quest. And I was always really invested. Gotham has come out. Gotham Knights has come out. And I am enjoying it so much that I keep thinking about going back. Like, when can I get home and play Gotham? When can I get home and play more Gotham Knights? I love that as someone who likes to tick boxes and feel like I've achieved something, not relatively quickly, but I like to be able to tick boxes and I like to be able to uh, knock off goals. I'm very goal-orientated. The fact that I can clear a map in in an hour, in a little session before I shut it down for a bit because I don't always get to game for long periods of time at, at every time. I just I feel like it's really well designed for me. Um, it plays really well. It's not glitchy at all, which is kind of like a, we've gotten used to the fact that games are going to come out glitchy. Nah. Um, I really like the story. I'm invested. I found the combat's great. Loving that. And then Sifu has come out as well. Now, Sifu was a very stylized, very niche style of game. But it did something I always think is quite often lacking in Game of the Years, which is being innovative. It's not always there. It's generally, I've always found that Game of the Year generally goes to whatever got the best hype and whatever got the best marketing. It tends to always be one of those. Uh, Sifu introduced a style of combat and a a difficulty rating that was, I'd, I'd never seen before. Would you agree, Ben? Sorry, well, I was just going through uh, hackthedino.com and the uh, 2020 Dino Awards. Man, it's close. Anyway, sorry, what we said. Sifu. So the whole combat system where the difficulty rating is based on whether you die. And if you die, you you come back a certain amount of time. But you age. But when you age, you are stronger. You come back more powerful. You're you're more stronger, but you've got less health. Mm -hmm. And it was a really interesting mechanic that they balanced perfectly yeah no, like i thought and i feel like that kind of innovation and that kind of um new thinking i think is perfectly suited for a game of the year mm. i think it just comes down to game of the year what does it mean to you yeah. for me it's excellence in gaming and for me excellence in gaming is something that i think exceeds what i deem a good game to be which is why i wanted to choose one of those two it's, it's where i've enjoyed most of my time yeah however Game of the year for you might be, no, it pushes the boundaries and moves the medium forward. That's right. Uh, it could be, Anto could enjoy uh, uh, throwing balls at animals' faces. Like, you know, don't don't hold yeah. that against him. My game of the year is going, is hard because I really love all, I'm not, I'm going to take out Gotham because I haven't finished it. Right. 
I've just made that decision right now. Cool. Like I was prepared to go with Gotham Knights. Me personally, I think you should go for Horizon. I'm going Sifu. Oh! I'm going Sifu purely because it dared to push boundaries and do things differently while getting a really nice stylized look that didn't have to rely on being the ultra-realistic looking game. And I think it did it perfectly. Wow. I've literally... My whole thought process on this has changed Jeez, in the last 35 seconds. Real time. Yeah. <laughs> you can see that. Everyone saw that happening. What's the meme with all the numbers coming in? Oh, going, yeah. Uh, did that. All right. Yeah, Sifu. Just, just did that. Sifu. Uh, Anto. So, I may also go on a bit of a ramble here like the both of you did, but I will try and keep it brief. <laughs> Justifying his ramble already. <laughs> that's right. When I go like this, that's time to wrap it up. So. Very subtle. I have... Three contenders. <laughs> and done. <laughs> no, I've got three contenders, one of which doesn't come out for another 11 days. <laughs> come How on. is that your game of the year? <laughs> because it's a remake of a game that I adore. But what if they muck it up? I don't think they're going to. Sometime. Are you talking about Dead Space? No. Uh, Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII. Crisis Core Final Fantasy I was going to say, Dead Space so, is not out till January. Final Fantasy VII, it's there in the title. That is my heart game that makes me me so the fact that that's coming out puts it in my potentials when i've played it but i'm gonna do ben a favor and shut up about it now <laughs> so my two contenders are final fantasy stranger of paradise and sonic frontiers nice the reasons being one of them is a fantastic single player experience the other is a fantastic multiplayer experience now Okay, so here's the issue. When was that released? Uh, not Sonic 2022. Final Fantasy? Yeah. Stranger yeah. Paradise came out in March. Yeah. Oh, did it? Yeah. It I, was like mid- what I, say. I was about to say mid-year, but maybe a little bit earlier. Okay. Uh, I, re- I have regret. spent more time with Stranger of Paradise, and it's hilariously good fun, but Sonic is a game I can play by myself because single-player <laughs> Stranger of Paradise isn't great. Look, I would say, just from my observations... Um, and and knowing what a fan you are of these two series, uh, yeah, exactly. You're wearing a Sonic shirt now. Dude. <laughs> yeah, um, it's all Sonic. Looking in the Hack the Dino Discord, which you can join by heading over to hackthedino.com and clicking the Discord button. It's free. Come on in, jump in. We're all naked. <laughs> um, you went off your banana oh, <laughs> with dude. Sonic, like Sonic... giving live updates. Oh, I've already finished it eight times. It's Jeez. not eight times, but yeah, no, I. I wanted to throw a second contender in. That's probably my runner-up if I chose one. Um, Sonic Frontiers will absolutely be game of the year. Um, yeah. I feel like Crisis Core is coming out too late to get sort of considered. And of course, Sonic Frontiers, you're getting free DLC. Yeah, a lot of free DLC. Mm. Um, but yeah, Sonic Frontiers pushed Sonic as a as a series and a genre forward. Um, admittedly, by being, you know iterative and derivative of other open world games that have come out in the last few years but personally for me it hit emotional beats and it hit the sort of gameplay itch that i've been looking for sonic to have since sonic adventure 2 which yep. was 2000 yep and again so game of the year means something different yeah so. it's just it was perfect the music the voice acting the gameplay the level design everything about frontiers for me was perfect all right, very, very quickly before we go into quiz on your face. Yes. Yes, mate. Game of the year. Floppy. This is the one we actually think will win. Elden Ring. Anto? Elden Ring. Elden Ring. <laughs> like, without a doubt. I think everyone knew it was going to be that. 
from the very start. So be sure to tune in next time we are here with stuff so you can uh, find out which one game of the year. And, and don't bother about looking anywhere else. Just just come to Hack the Dino. This is the only official this game is, of the year that you'll ever need. This is actually the only official video game podcast. It's true. It's fact. Next show, I will actually be able to talk about Crisis Core. Oh, <gasps> there you go. I'll put aside four hours. <laughs> okay, so it's time to play Quiz on Your Face. You're ready for quiz. You're ready for quiz. Okay, so I have four questions here with multiple choice answers. Two from me, two from our beloved high-end Patreons, Dylan the Villain and Michael Towns, Game Boy Games. Game Boy Games. I will ask the question. I will read out the four. Like You can't buzz in anymore. I finally made up my mind. I want to get all my jokes out. So, <laughs> <laughs> Narcissistic four, much? Very. Uh, the four gag... No, no, it's not four gag. Question, four multiple choice. Once I've finished, yell out your name. I'll go to you first. Uh, scores, scores, scores. It was getting close. We had Benes on one, Trent on two, Braden on five, Mr. O-Game on seven, Jazz on seven, Anton on 31, and Floppy on 32. Oh, this could get very close. Coming up to uh, end of season finale next time. Damn. Are we ready, Damn. gentle people? Yes. yes. The very first question is from... Dylan the Villain! Okay. As we know, Dylan accomplished his life goal by uh, defeating both of you <laughs> last show. He's so happy. I saw him during the week. He's still so stoked about that. <laughs> Let's see if he can make it two for two. What for other... my sake, I hope not. <laughs> Sorry. What are the names of the two characters who are fighting in the intro of Street Fighter 2? Is it A, John and Steve? B, Scott and Max? C, Brandon and Jeff? Or D, Mark and Ben. Anto. Floppy. Oh, Anto got in. Anto? Dylan's going to hate me. Yeah? I watched a video on the history of Street Fighter oh, no! literally two days ago. <laughs> it's Scott and Max. It is Scott and Max. Oh, well done, Anto. <laughs> that ties everything up at 32 Ooh. apiece. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Question number two. What was Game Freak's first game? Was it A, Pokemon Red, B, Quinty, C, Pokemon Green, or D, Digimon? Floppy. Floppy? Quinty. Yes! Did you know that? No. <laughs> Holy crap! It's the obvious but answer. But it seemed like the guess. obvious guess. Because I'm going to go with it's probs, not Pokemon. Don't think they did Digimon. Wow. Yeah, no. It, if it wasn't Pokemon, it had to be one of the other two. Yeah, and it wasn't going to be Digimon. Oh, I yeah. should have. Pokemon felt like a trap. It was a trap. No, you're getting, you're getting to know me too well. This is not good. It's been a number of years, mate. <laughs> okay, here we go. Next one is from Ooh. Michael Towns, Game Boy Games. Right. I may have edited this. <laughs> so, <laughs> of normal. course you did. <laughs> In Super Mario World, the rhino enemy was named after which iconic industrial genre artist? Was it A, Burton C. Bell from Fear Factory? Fucking Ant already knows. Look at him. B, Raymond Watts from KMFDM. C, Trent Reznor from Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> or D, Steve Harwell. He's a rock star from the band Smash Mouth, sung to the tune of Smash Floppy. Mouth's rock star, please. No. Floppy? Floppy. Trent Reznor. Correct. Damn it. 
<laughs> did you know that one? Yes, I already did. did I, I was think just everyone take the piss out of uh, Anto. Oh, you're yeah, just trying to give him a it. false sense of security. Look at that psychological edge. You're sitting there going, "Oh, he knows it. He knows it." So Anto's going, "Oh, I've got this in the bag," and then Floppy going, "Ha!" Ah, <laughs> I, uh, I knew that because I'm a Nine Inch Nails fan, though. <laughs> Same. <laughs> All right, so what are we on? Let's have a look. Uh, Floppy's on 34, Anto's on 32. Anto, this is the last question. To make life easier for you next show, you need to get this right. No yelling out until I've finished. I feel like taking that away is taking my advantage. (laughs) Here we go. The White House is seen as destroyed in Fallout 3 because... A... The devs ran out of time and destroying it was easier. B, storyline reasons. C, budget cuts. Or D, it's a bug. Anto. Anto? A, destroyed because it was easier. Yes! (laughs) 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 Damn it. So at the end of that, we have Anto on 33 and Floppy on 34. Well done, son. Do you know what's going to make next uh, time really interesting? What? We'll have Brayden here. Oh, damn it. (laughs) So there is going to be more pressure to get your name in there before you can answer a question. I might think of something a little bit special. We'll see how we go. So Floppy's on 34, Anto's on 33. It's going to be very, very close. I think we can all agree... Braden ain't going to win. <laughs> I, was, I mean? was hoping that I would be able to tie it up this show. And damn That's it, why as soon as I got those two, I was as like... As soon as Ben Ooh. was like, no shouting in rule, I was like, fuck, I'm screwed. <laughs> <laughs> but we've been Hack the Dino. This has been our gaming cast where we bring you the past, present and future of video games, news, previews and discussions. Do you have any idea how long it took me to get that byline down? No. We've been doing this for a better part of five years. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 I think this has only come to me this year. I've been trying so hard to get something that was snazzy, but also got across what we were talking about. I don't know if it's worked. Let me know in the comments down below. Isn't that the same thing you've said all the time? No, I've only started this year. Believe it or not, it was always a different variation of that. Yeah, right. Didn't notice. <laughs> Whoops. Doesn't surprise me. Ah, but this isn't all we do. Floppy, what do you do? The voodoo that you do so well. So well, uh, I jump over to Instagram at Floppy Plays Games and sometimes throw up some photos of some cool stuff I've picked up or played or whatnot. This is my collector's edition statue from Gotham Knights. So for those of you who listen to the very poor choice in podcasts that we put up on the weeks that we had off, mm-hmm. uh, would have heard us unboxing this. Uh, so good. Uh, so this is one of the best statues I've had out of a collector's edition. Mm-hmm. Also one of the priciest. Um, yeah, that, that's not a cheap bundle, is it? It's not, uh, even when you get it discounted. Um, but yeah, the quality of the statue is amazing. Uh, vinyl and resin and amazing texture and cool poses and characters based on Jim Lee's artwork, which is my favorite comic book artist. So thank you. Um, thanks, Jim Lee. Thanks, Jim Lee. From from Floppy. Yeah, no, he's you, watching. You done good. Oh, speaking of comic book artists. Yeah. Oh, if you go back a picture, I can't remember if I put it on Instagram or you not. Did. Yeah, I went to Supernova and Jeff Loeb sold my uh, signed my copy of Batman. That's great. Six oh eight. He was such a lovely guy too. Like I just sat there and had a chat to him, and I was like, man, I just want to say thank you for writing one of the stories that I've enjoyed the most in comics. He was like, nah, man. Thank you for reading the damn shit. Yeah, well, you wouldn't have a gig <laughs> if it wasn't for that. Yeah, but he was like quite, like, just, like, he was very humble and very lovely. And we had how, a how, chat. Was, how was the line? 
Uh, I got there at a time when the line was quite manageable. Right. Uh, there was probably about five people in front of me. By the time I got to uh, the desk, there was probably eight people behind me. No, that's all right. But it was on that really stormy day. Yeah, where it blacks out. Yeah. yeah so and we were. That's the same day that my games room got flooded. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was that was awesome. My best convention story and, with a oh, creator, drawn by Jim Lee. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my my best. Uh, in fact, I'm going to get it. Hang on. Oh, this is my copy of this is my copy of Turok, uh, of which I have most of the box, the manual and and the cartridge. I one day we'll try and get the whole box, but yeah, I just love the Turok series. I'm like, just dinosaurs are cool, man. So I may have talking about talked about this on the show before, but many many years ago when we were uh, as part of the wrestling that I'm a part of, we were performing at one of the comms because they had wrestling there, mm-hmm. uh, and this one was Armageddon. It only came to Australia once, and one of their guests was Dan Slott. Who you may know as the writer of Spider-Man for 10 years. Uh, exceptionally good writer. Uh, I, I really love and appreciate his writing and all his work. He's one of my uh, liter- literary, literary literary heroes. Yes. Anyway, I went up to them uh, and I said hello and just started talking. I had in my hands the very first issue of Spider-Man that he wrote. And it That's was cool. Because it was the first issue he did, it came out with a blank cover. So just uh, completely white. The title... And then completely wow. blank. So I took that up with him and I just said on a whim, oh, look, I know you're a writer and you don't draw, but because uh, there was no one around, I just said, any, any chance you could uh, just, just scribble, a, scribble a Spidey on there or something? He goes, I'll do one better. I can't see it. And he drew Spider Pig on there hey. for me. I can't see there you go. <laughs> can't see it's hanging up on my wall in my games room no I've seen I didn't know what you were showing I can't see it on there I got so uh, yeah it's just spider pig there going <laughs> these is, aren't spider lines cool. I stink and it's signed by Dan Slott so that's that is, so good that's one of my favourite things that I have in my room anyway Andrew, you should what take do you it out do? so we can read it uh, I do stuff on Instagram every now and again uh, I haven't in a long while <laughs> do you have a it's been do you, do I think you have a big W price tag on there when did I put this up? Uh, this was five weeks ago. <laughs> wow. Um, not to get too uh, too real and bring my mood down, but I've been dealing with some mental stuff the last like couple of months, um, and I haven't really had the desire or drive to do anything outside of this. <laughs> Fair call. Um, but uh, let me... Two seconds. I'm just going to Discord some stuff. Oh. Um, anyone who may remember our excursion to the Toy Fair back in October, yes, uh, will remember that I Ooh, bought. I know where you're going. Some figurines. Mm-hmm. Uh, some Final Fantasy VII Advent Children figurines, which were very hard to find, and I got them for very cheap because one of them was broken, and I think the other person didn't know what they were selling. <laughs> it's well established they didn't know what they were selling. That's the same person I helped price all his Super Nintendo and uh, video games because he was going <laughs> to right. sell an eight hundred dollar game for fifty bucks. Um, I think I may have pointed these out to Floppy when he was at my place a few days yeah, ago. Yeah, I've seen him. Um, I found two figurines from the same set as what I got from a toy fair, boxed, unopened, for $25 for both. Holy <laughs> smokes! Where did you find that? Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> wow! Well done! Um, yeah. I'm gonna, just very quickly, Yep. open up the assets page. Okay. Assets. Pow! So that's uh, Aerith. That's the one I got from a toy oh fair for like 10 bucks. Okay. Uh, Cloud, same set. Again, I think $10, $15. Really not too expensive. Um, one of the Shadow Beasts from Advent Children. I didn't get Red 13. Someone had already bought that one, Afrinix. Uh I got Bahamut Sin, which is the big beastie that Cloud fights in the movie. 
and these are the boxed <laughs> Reno and Yuffie figurines that I got, Reno which I took Yuffie. pictures of hastily before I left today. <laughs> so how much I, are they worth to your knowledge? When I looked them up after I got them home, um, Yuffie's harder to find for some reason. Um, she was going for anywhere from 80 to 160. And Reno was going for about 80 to 130, 140. Very I like nice. Reno. Having just played through Final Fantasy VII Remake Part 1, I have a soft spot for Reno. Look, I'm a big fan of him. Like, the way he throws fireballs and does uh, those uppercuts. Like, Are you talking about Ryu? <laughs> yeah. It's Reno. Yeah. Tweet. Yeah, you know, the state. <laughs> Tweet. Reno, 9-11. Anyway, that's a good pickup. But yeah, that's well, what I do. Um, I found those. I haven't put them on Instagram because I'm lazy. And again, aforementioned stuff. Um, cool. Yeah. I, I also buy stuff. I've bought some stuff. Not a whole heap of stuff lately. You bought a lot of comics. I did. I had the opportunity to get the first Secret War, which is, of course, the very first appearance of Spider-Man's black, black costume. Because it's because he's... Now, I read it a long time ago. Yep. His costume got destroyed, and he got that from a machine in the Secret Wars on an alien planet, right? Correct. Yes. And okay. he thought it was just a just uh, a costume. That Turns he out thought it control it, he could mind control it. Yeah, which he kind of can, but because it's an actual old whole alien. Yep. Correct. Anyway, so that comic's worth about three hundred bucks, and I got that amongst many other ones, including the second appearance. Uh, sorry, the first cameo appearance of Venom. And the second appearance of Venom, both of those comics go for about $150 each. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the entire Secret Wars run, some other I, ones as well. I had a bunch of those comics as a kid. Did you? Yeah. Mm, I need to find number 12. Number 12 wasn't included, but I got all the other ones. Uh, what else have I got there? Anything of interest? Uh, you picked up some great stuff the last few weeks. Really? What else have I got there? Uh, the Logitech keyboard for Wii? Oh, that's right. I got that for five bucks. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, that was five dollars. Mm. I already had a Japanese one, which I got for five bucks didn't, without it. Didn't you see that at some point in the last few years? Last year or so, and hang a bit of shit on it, thinking it was a repo or something? No, no. So that was the Japanese one I got, because it was called Logicool, but it was friend of the show, Verity. He mm. said, no, Logitech is called Logical over in Japan. That's so right. That's weird. why I know. That's why it's... it's this is an actual Australian one. It's still got the JB Hi-Fi sticker on it. Uh, it's Wii branded. It's a Wii controller. I really want the GameCube one, but that's really, really cool. It's a cool it's little peripheral. It's really insane to me that you spent $5 on this, and yeah. the JB Hi-Fi sticker had it retailing for 90 <laughs> And then, if you go to the next picture, I picked up these cool little pens for like a dollar each. There's a Wii pen and there's a DS. And the DS pen is actually really big. It's like this big. It does look massive. <laughs> it's a massive pen. Uh, it's a good time. But these are like stuff that's given out by reps and shit, yeah? Yeah, yeah. That and was... I just bought them for like a buck. This one was to promote the DSi XL, which also came with a giant stylus, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then I think I also got River City Girls CD. That's um, cool. That was the soundtrack that came with the Limited Run game. And I also got a DS, I think. Yeah, that was uh, so. <laughs> what? I was messaging uh, Game Boy Dad, friend of the show, and he goes, "Oh, what did you get?" And it was the DS, it was that CD, and it was the pens and and the keyboard. And I said, "Oh, I paid forty-seven bucks for all this." And he goes, "What? The DS says fifty bucks alone." I said, "You got to know how to haggle, my friend." <laughs> um, I don't think there's anything else on there that I got recently. If you scroll down a bit, can bit Anto? No, it's just Whoop. random. Uh, oh, 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 this was a pickup. Now, I did pay a lot of money, but can anyone guess why I got this game? I mean, I know why, but I can also see it on screen. Yeah. It's because it came with Pac-Man Versus. Correct. Didn't even realize Pac-Man Versus was released in power. Really? But if you, go, you click over to the so next it image... it came with a bonus disc in it? A bonus disc in it. There it is there. I opened it up. It has the instruction manual and it has that disc. Um, 
amazing. If you've never played Pac-Man Versus, it's a GameCube game where you plug in either four controllers or four Game Boy advances. Oh, and do some people play the ghosts? Yeah, so three people play yeah. ghosts and you play Pac-Man. And it's like split four screen and you go around trying to capture him. Uh, really cool game, really fun game. So I got that for... I mean, what I paid for it. a weird game for it to get bundled in with. Yeah, it's just a Namco game. So they just bundle it all up. Strange. Uh, and I think that's about it. I think we should go head on over to Bad Game Arts, mate. Oh, yeah, I've got that baby. And I've got the sequel coming as well. Uh, bad Game Arts, which is where I look at all the bad game art from all the bad video game magazines. And, oh. uh, <laughs> that worm blows a spark. <laughs> yeah. Those lucky electricians. Um, <laughs> I, no comment. <laughs> Just... All the bad game art from bad game covers, bad game magazines. Anywhere you find bad game art from the early 90s and uh, 2000s, I find it for you. You click over again uh, for us there, Anto. And we've got uh, whatever this is. It looks like a, uh, a, a tarot card. Good old, yeah, Pi Mania. So whatever that is. What is it? An adventure quest? Oh, that's 3.14 whatever. Something or other. And next one we got there. Uh, we have, oh yes, Mega Man, uh, what's that, Mega Man 4? Mega Man 4 indeed. So what, what's he doing to his dog there? He's Mega Man forcing himself onto Rush. It, he's oh, showing you oh, his oh, Mega oh. Man 4 skin. And old mate behind him is about to turn into a road train. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so because he's a, a robot, he's very good at being a double adapter. <laughs> Male and female ports. <laughs> hey. Oh dear! I'm going across the next one. Do you reckon they'll port it? Oh, uh, they'll do. Oh, Robotron! This was the most uninventive um, cover of a game I've ever seen. Robotron, 2084. Just a robot, nice abs, uh, weird hand, strange face, strange lack of any kind of. If you saw graphics. that on the shelf, would you go? Oh yeah, that's a game I want to play. The whole no. idea of having like these really cool game video game cases to get people that to play. That looks like the cover of an old operating system. Uh, Michael Towns in the chat has just said the artist drew a huge robo-dong and they had to cover it. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, look at this thing behind me on the, on the green screen. It makes me look at my, my shadow. <laughs> uh, and lastly, I think, Anto, if we go over the last one. Oh, yes. <laughs> this is why you should never have your game characters not have pants on. This is why your games room got flooded. <laughs> that that's that's a is that yeah that's toe jam. Not a toe jam. I'm looking at the big front area. Oh yeah, that that's a vagina. <laughs> <laughs> Electronic arts. Oh my gosh. So head on over to Bad Game Arts on Instagram. Oh, say, it's also done by Bullfrog. <laughs> <laughs> bad Game Arts on Instagram. Where, oh, uh, we've all the bad we've missed this goal. Oh, Willow. Yeah, who could forget that? I love Willow. Willow's a great movie. You know, see I, oh, have you, did you ever read the book? No. Yep. I've watched the first two episodes of the, of the miniseries. It's great. Do they look like that? A little bit. <laughs> Anyway, Bad Game Arts on Instagram. You can, of course, head on over to hackthedino.com and find all of our uh, contact and Instagram details there. Or, while you're there, you can simply click on the Game of the Year Awards right up the top there and fill out... It takes a minute, minute and a half to fill out 
all your choices for game of the year. We will be uh, going into that next episode. So that is the 16th, the 16th of December. You have until to go to hackthedino.com, press the vote now button on the 2022 Video Game Awards. This will pop up and you simply have to click your option that you think is the most game with the most graphics, game of the year, best dino host. Put in whatever you like. It's all a fun time. Uh, everything is very, very close at the moment. So if you could all go and do that now so we can have a clear, defined winner. Otherwise, I'll just make it up on the night. Uh, while you're there, please subscribe, share, tell friends, do all the stuff that you're supposed to do, uh, and and we will be your best friends. And uh, part of best friends, uh, they they do this for everyone. Floppy, what what do best friends do? Oh, oh sorry. Yep. Not my answer. You for your best friends, you do a little dance. You make a little love. You pretty much get down tonight. No, we should have stopped it at you deep throating. You support us on Patreon is what you do. Oh, that too. Dear Patreon people, we keep forgetting about you. I'm sorry, but thank you. Here's a list of people who we like. Uh, Floppy? (laughs) Uh, You've got the list because my thing's gone Ah, Yeah, that's right. Okay, so uh, thank you to Ash Knight. Thank you to Karen Knight. Thank you to Dylan the Villain, Triple Indy, Mike Towns and Game Boy Dad. Game Boy Dad. Like to have your name forgotten after you give us grotesque, <laughs> grotesque amounts of money. Amounts of cash. Uh, that helps us buy cords that have got damaged in a flood. Head on over to hackthedino.com, click the Patreon button, and you too can support us, and I can get taxed out of my wazoo. Good times for all. I've seen his wazoo, and there's a lot of tax coming out of it. It's like that green guy with the. the... <coughs> Kill it.